0: zero896 or visit horseandhound.com.au.
1: Wonderful to fly is in front looks like a pegs affair as Simply Shares runs in the second and don't be silly chilly runs through into third on the inside of parakeet. but wonderful to fly is clear from Simply Shares. don't be silly chilly and born to boogie late to break the $200,000 barrier but wonderful to fly races home to win brilliantly by Yeah five. that was
2: wonderful to fly winning two starts ago at Gloucester Park and of course she was beaten last start she got nailed in the last bound as a thirty favour in the Norm's daughter, well, she's going to step out similar odds, I think, tonight in the Group One race five, the Mayor's Classic at Gloucester Park, and Jared uh, Daffy, of course, is joining us to look at these this feature tonight in a wonderful program at Melton on Saturday night. Good morning, Jared.
1: Morning, Steve. You're right about that uh, race five, that uh, Westral Mayor's Classic, and we've had the market up for a couple of days, and she opened pretty short. Wonderful to fly at one thirty. Out to one forty, they've backed a couple to be number three, Steno has been twelve into nine fifty, and the biggest mover of all has been number ten, Born to Boogie. 10 into 650 so still pretty short at a dollar 40 but there's some interest in a couple to beat her
2: all right number 10 including a born to boogie there for chris lewis wonderful to fly just her record overall she's twenty nine from 48 for shane young the trainer and maddie young's who joins us uh, every thursday and of course they are brothers now mm. melton this is a good program isn't it on saturday night
1: It's fantastic. Uh, What we'll do is, because we've had these markets open since Tuesday, so we'll go through each of the races. There's been some massive moves, uh, Steve. So we might go through them uh, 1 to 11 quickly. Uh, Race 1 is the true Roman trotters, uh, free for all, and this is probably the biggest move of the night. Number 7, I'm Ready Jet. There's only seven runners. Opened at 3.20, so it wasn't even favoured at that stage. Last night, or yesterday, was into $2.00. This morning into a dollar sixty. So, in a in a race where the form is really well exposed, big big move there. I'm ready. Jet three twenty into one sixty.
2: Race one number seven. Of course, True Roman was one of your faves.
1: Yeah, he was. He was owned by uh, by a good friend of mine called Roger Dalton, and uh, well, he was a bulletproof trotter. Uh, Graham Lang uh, drove him in in most of his. I don't even know how many races he won. It would have been in the dozens, but he was uh, one of the best trotters that we've ever seen. Race two. Uh, big move here for number one, like a wildfire. One of the uh, Emma Stewart runners. Now it opened at four dollars. Um, uh, this is a sprint over the seventeen twenty. Last or yesterday was into three thirty. That was the early move. This morning into two twenty five. The only other one that's got any interest at all is number nine, Serge Blanco, uh, five fifty into four dollars eighty. So again, a pretty big move for that favourite. Th- four into two twenty five.
2: That is like a wildfire race two at Melton. The third.
1: Uh, these uh, this is the first of the Breeders' Crown finals. It's a three-year-old colts and geldings trot, and once again we've got a big move here. Number four, not as promised, opened at two fifty. Uh, actually, touched two sixty after the prices went up on Tuesday night. Uh, yesterday was into $2 and even that's gone this morning into a dollar eighty. So another one of those big, big movers tomorrow night. Race three, number four, not as promised. So the
2: Queenslanders, Graham Dwyer and Nathan Dawson, race three, not as promised, number four,
1: race four. Uh, this is the three-year-old Phillies trot final and this is on the quiet side. The favourite at the moment is Rockin' with Attitude, who we know, number three, 225 out to 230. She's a wish, number one, 240 out to 270. Uh, there's been a sprinkling, and only a sprinkling, uh, for She's Ruby Roo, which we know up here as well. Eight dollars into six fifty, but that's been one of the quiet races.
2: All right, so race four. Is there much doing in race five for the two-year-old colts and geldings?
1: Uh, for one, that was a fair way down uh, the market. Uh, number two, Storm Rider, another one of the Emma Stewart runners, opened at seven dollars, was into four forty yesterday into 4.20 this morning. Uh, one of the stable mates, there's a heap of the Stuart runners in this race, is the favourite, number five, Timmy Richter. Just a little drift there, 175 out to 180. But at the moment, money with number two, Storm Rider.
2: Storm Rider. By the way, Jared, uh, 73 races through Roman. Of course, he won the Inter-Dominion at Mooney wow. Valley in 88, the Square Gator there.
1: Yeah. So Storm Rider, five 5.2, race six. It's a lot of wins, isn't it? It is. It it's is. a lot of starts, actually. Uh, race six, now... The favourite here, number two, very pretty, Emma Stewart. She's just got 100 runners in tomorrow night. Big drift, 138 to 160. The close second pick now is number three, stable mate. Uh, draw a dream, which did open at five dollars three twenty this time yesterday. This morning at two sixty, so that gap has closed significantly. Steve, from one thirty and five to one sixty and two sixty, so a really good push there for number three. Draw a dream. Yeah, well, it's got a sequence of wins next to its name. Six mm. three.
2: Draw a dream. Race seven.
1: Uh, surprise, surprise. Emma uh, Stewart's got the first two in the market here. Uh, Oliver Dan opened the two dollar 32 favorite behind the stablemate Perfect Class, which was the two dollar favorite. Well, I've done a complete flipperoo here into a dollar seventy. Um, Oliver Dan one ninety five last night, one seventy today. Perfect Class two out to two twenty. And obviously, with those two chewing up most of the market, there's no interest at all in anything else.
2: Mark Pitt drives for Emma. 7-2, Oliver Dan. Race 8, this is the three-year-old Felix.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. And, um, well, one that's always backed is Joyful, and they've butted up again. It's number four here. Uh, It was opening 260 with Major Delight. Uh, And again, an Emma Stewart um, duo there. It made delight open at 185. Uh, it's out to $2, and Joyful's into $2.20 from probably that better draw is the reasoning behind that, but uh, good move there for Joyful in that three-year-old Phillies Race 8-4,
2: the two-year-old Square Gators, race 9, Colton Goldings.
1: Yeah, this one's a, a little bit trickier, I'd say, for the punters to sort out. Uh, head down to number 7 here. Thunderstruck, $4 into $3.40 and the favourite uh, is number 11, Ky Valley Maven opened at $3, was quickly into $2.30 and hasn't moved since then so that $2.30 has been there for a couple of days so uh, on the quiet side that one but 7 and 11 are the two that are back there.
2: Thunderstruck and a Ky Valley Haven and race 10 is for the two year old fillies, Trotters. It
1: is and another huge move here, number 4, Nordic Rain, opened at Uh, $4.20 was $2 this time yesterday today odds on now into a dollar 80 subsequent to that everything else is uh, blown out the gate steve it's the only one they want there
2: and the free-for-all for the bears last
1: yeah um they've uh, it's quiet um until about an hour ago now treachery emma stewart uh, was 170 into 165 it was 165 when i had a look last night but this morning uh, the updated market now has it at a dollar fifty, and I can't find any interest for anything else there. So we round off the program with another odds on you, another Emma Stewart runner, Treachery, $1.50. A
2: couple I put an asterisk next to. Certainly that one in the first I'm Ready Jet, that one a bit later in the program you said uh, was uh, Nordic Rain, 10.4. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Now, as is normally the case, um, Chris says, what are we going to do as, a, as far as a multi is concerned? Well, you could take six or seven of these, uh, based on what I would normally, the criteria I would normally use, but just trying to uh, sort through them. Race one, number seven, I'm ready jet, which is a dollar sixty. Race three, number four, not as promised, which is a dollar eighty. Race six, number three, draw a dream at two sixty. Race seven, number two, Oliver Dan at a dollar seventy. And we finish off with race ten, number four, Naughty Grain at a dollar eighty. So, I mean, you can take them all the win. You might like to take doubles or trebles or whatever, whatever you like. But um, it's very, very rare to, we see a program, a feature program, with so many well-backed horses. Steve,
2: I'll repeat all that. Yeah, but True Roman, just back to him. We mentioned the races he won seventy-three, and he passed in two thousand fourteen when he was aged thirty-four. Jared.
1: Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he was a wonderful trotter. That, that was uh, that was a great era. That era, it was. both pacers and trotters. It certainly was. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Steve. Jared
2: Daffy. I'll just mention all those ones that he he said shortened up um, at Melton for this feature program tomorrow night. Race one, number seven. That was the one of the big goes. I'm Ready Jet One Seven. He touched on the second, uh, like a wildfire. Was mentioned number one, but not a lot of action there. The third, number four, not as promised. Three, four, race four, quiet race. Race five, two, Storm Rider, five, two. Race six, number three, Draw a Dream. was um, has been better back than the stable, mate. Very pretty. they draw next to each other and they're both winning machines. But Draw a Dream, race six, three. Race seven, he touched on number two, Oliver Dan. Race eight, number four, Joyful. He mentioned race nine, two here, seven, Thunderstruck and 11, Kai Valley Maven. This is one of the bigger goes of the night, Nordic Rain. Nordic Rain, 10-4. And race 11, number seven, treachery. But that's fairly quiet. It was quiet until, I think, an hour ago. There was money for treachery. Yes, Swayze, we're trying to get news whether he's going to contest the Inter-Dominion series. Of course, the older brother to Leap to Fame. At the moment, Leap to Fame is about $1.80 to win the Inter-Dominion final December 16, over 2,600 metres. Ryan Spice, how are you, Ryan?
0: Really well, Steve. Yourself?
2: Good, thank you. I'd love to see them both here, but we'll just wait and see. But the way the betting is at the moment, maybe he won't turn up for the series, Swayze.
0: Yes, Steve, I think it's a genuine 50-50, but for the sake of the series, I really do hope uh, Swayze comes and then we get to see the Battle of the Brothers.
2: Yeah, we really need both of them. But we would say bless really to have Leap to Fame because without Leap to Fame and Swayze, it'd be a pretty lacklustre series.
0: Yeah, that's, that's on point, Steve. I, I have to agree.
2: Where are we starting with your specials?
0: Yeah, Steve, this weekend with the, the Breeders' Crown finals and the Fixed Dogs markets, you know, it's littered with uh, short price favourites. So from a special point of view, I think we're going to play some multis and we're going to kick off, I think, the anchor for the weekend down at Melton is race 11, number 7, Treachery. She's a great mare in her own right. Back to the mile with a front row draw. I think she can blast across and lead and we'll run her at a $1.50 into... Menangle, race six, number seven. The short price favourite there is Hi. My name is Jeff for Cam Hart for Jason Grimson, at uh, the dollar thirty-three. He just loves this track at Menangle, and he's uh, gone on to bigger and better things under the care of Grimmo.
1: So if you run those two
0: together, it comes out to roughly even money. I think that's uh, a good way to play the weekend.
2: So that's eleven seven at Melton Treachery, and Hi, my name is Jeff Menangle, wasn't it? Race six seven.
0: Yep, excellent.
2: And that's about it. Nothing at Albion Park or anything, Ryan?
0: Yeah, see, we're, um, we're not operating with any fixed odds markets at Albion Park as yet. But if you wanted to be a, a little adventurous, I think you could take some trebles, run those two that I've previously mentioned into a few at the the big card at Melton. And I'm keen on the Queenslander in race three, number four, not as promised, currently $1.80. Um, Nathan Dawson's taking the drive there for Graham's Wire. And a significant part here is that he draws the front line over key rival the locomotive. So on the front end at Melton, I think he'll uh, take some take some catching. And if you run those three together, that comes out to three dollars fifty.
2: How will he be uh, in regards to early speed, Ryan? Uh, will he be right on pace? Not as promised.
0: Uh, I'm sure he'll just come out under his own steam and regardless of who leads early I'm sure and confident he'll press onto the front.
2: All right, uh, great to see a, a Queensland Trotter uh, running as one of the faves in a, in a, a Group 1 there at Ed uh, Melton.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. Um, he's a very talented trotter and so is the stablemate a horse called Darcy's Fireball who's been going really well here in Queensland as well.
2: Thanks for that Ronnie. You coming you're going to be at Albion Park during the series at some stage?
0: Yeah, Steve, I'll be on track for um, for all night at this stage and
2: can't wait. Excellent. That's December 15916. Thanks, Ryan.
0: Cheers, Steve.
2: Yeah, Ryan Spy. So, Melton, race three, number four, not as promised. And I'll just reiterate those other ones he said there. 11-7 um, at Melton, the same program, Treachery. And then Menangle. My, hi, my name is Jeff. Race 6-7. So, work backwards. 6-7. Hi, my name is Jeff, is Menangle. At Melton, 11.7 Treachery, and not as promised for Queensland. Race three, number four, Graham Dwyer and also Nathan Dawson. So wake me up when it's all
0: over, when I'm wiser and I'm older. All this time I was finding myself and I didn't know I was
2: lost. So wake me up when... Joining us now is Darren Clayton. How are you, Darren?
3: Yeah, well, thank you,
2: Steve. How You'll be are you giving today? good. You'll be giving that a big big cheer, won't you? Not as promised there, race three. Yeah,
3: certainly. If you can get home there, that'll make it uh, two Group Ones uh, in a couple of starts for that Trotter. And they're pushing on to the New Zealand Trotters Derby. They've confirmed plans that they've got the flight booked, and we'll be heading over for that race on, I believe, it's the twelfth of December. So. Um, That's really exciting to see a Queensland trotter heading across to New Zealand to tackle a a race over there.
2: Do you know what sort of uh, company he'll be running against? The likely New Zealand horse in that race that'll be one of the fancies?
3: Well, I think that's one of the reasons that they've actually decided to to go ahead with the trip, Steve. The three-year-old trotting uh, crop at the moment in New Zealand is probably not at its strongest, um, pretty even across the board, so um, They've taken that by the by the horn, so to speak, and they've opted to head across and and try to um, st- strike while the iron's hot, I guess. And they've got their guy absolutely flying at the moment, and um, with the, with the opportunity that some of those ones in New Zealand just not as strong as previous seasons, um, try to try to chase a bit of glory over on the other side of the Tasman.
2: If he runs well, there is the potential for him to stay on for a couple of runs, or will it just be hit and run mission?
3: Uh, hit-and-run mission, basically. Uh, As a three-year-old, that'll pretty much see him out um, with the the change of season. Of course, now in the harness is calendar year, so it would only be another couple of weeks till he turns four. So he's had a pretty long season, pretty arduous season, especially adding that trip across to New Zealand as well. So uh, I think they'll be pretty keen to get him home and get him into the paddock. And uh, by all reports, they think everything indicates he should come back better as a four-year-old.
2: Yeah, gee, it's, it's quite incredible, isn't it? I know you and Chris have spoken about it, but just in regards to the square gating, uh, the trotters in Queensland, it's really this resurgence. What would it be, the past, you know, five to eight years? Yeah, it certainly has really
3: probably five, last five years, probably, yeah, what you say, five to eight, really grown exponentially. There's been a lot of different... Um, Incentives in the background from Racing Queensland and um, just the fact that trotting races are held more regularly. Uh, they didn't used to have any QBRED bonuses. They're now available, so there's that. There was a, an incentive at uh, the end of 2018. They teamed together with Pat Driscoll from Harass Trotters, Yabby Dam Farms, and just basically gave away in a in a ballot auction for free Um, 14 brood mares in foal uh, with the proviso and with a free service to return back to one of yabby dam's stallions so um, that's that's come along nicely i think out of that initial um, foaling period of those mares they gave away there's already been six or seven winners from those 14 that they gave away so that's worked out they're just um, there's a $2,000 bonus that they also introduced for a trotter's first win in Queensland, regardless of where it's come from. That was to basically try to to um, build the build the pool, and that's worked. So, yeah, lots of little different incentives along the way. They've all worked, and now the the trotting gate is really blossoming here in Queensland. And how do you find Victoria them as betting too.
2: mediums? The square gaiters? I mean, are you happy to jump into those races if you you like something?
3: Yeah, I well, certainly am, Steve. Um, yeah, you know, it comes with anything. It comes with risk, but with risk there is reward. And um, you know, you see, especially uh, from the standing start and the mobile horses, sort of interchanging between the two because we're in a position where we run both. Whereas in Victoria, they um, basically just run the mobile starts more so than the stand starts. So um, you know, you'll see horses up here, trotters arriving in Queensland that you know, not necessarily better suited from. A mobile start so we still have standing start conditions and um, yeah they're, they're certainly well worth betting on when you find the right race mm. Just with
2: Norwell of course the proposed new site for harness racing I believe we're going to go through till the uh, latter part of 2026 at Albion Park which is fantastic and then of course ultimately we'll be racing at Norwell so some signage up there at the moment uh, asking for you know, I think it's about to shut off very soon uh, if anyone has any queries or anything um, say it now and then shut up after that. So yeah, there's a sign on the site at the moment there um, at Norwell. So hopefully um, there's not too any opposition or any um, resistance, and we can get some soil turned soon.
3: Yeah, that'd be great if it could be as seamless as possible. Um, Obviously with big projects, especially government involvement, there has to be a lot of consultation processes um, which they're in the middle of at the moment and then sort of approvals of different types. So, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, Steve, it is as smooth and as quick as possible so we can get that track up and running uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? Like, even trying to get builders at the moment, it's a real headache. And actually, what's very interesting, I heard an interview with Kevin Seymour the other day who owns Leap to Fame. We know Kevin's been one of the biggest property developers in the the Sunshine State for such a long period of time. But he was saying that he's like a unit complex that he said he sold, quite a big unit complex. He sold all the units, but he can't get anyone to build them at the moment. It's just a struggle accessing building, builders.
3: Yeah, and I think the... It's, it's all levels of the supply chain too, Steve. I know um, I know a, a friend of ours who's waiting on um, some materials to build their house and it's actually the materials that are holding them back. Yeah. Stuff that, you know, five, six years ago was in excess. Now it's hard getting hold of stuff. So um, it, it's a battle
2: all around. Yeah, and even they won't quote a lot these days for long-term jobs given the, the price of these materials are going up all the time. Anyway, yeah. What do you like at Albion Park today?
3: Yeah, so today there's um, we've got eight races there today. Uh, I liked in race six horse number one. She's a cracker. Uh, gets back. She was a winner midweek last week, and then stepped up to to Saturday night company. Just found it a little bit too tough. Gets back to sort of more this midweek grade this week, and I thought she gets every opportunity. From barrier one, good gate speed, man. Arissa McMullen on drives a well. It's uh it's into odds on at the moment. Did open at $2.15. That's sort of been snapped up, obviously, but uh I think she looks a good bet today.
2: Race six, horse one, she's a cracker. 175, 6-1. One.
3: Yeah, and uh in the next race, race seven. Um there's a, a mare there, Madrigal was able to lead throughout last week, comes up with a, a gate where she'll probably follow the speed. Just needed a, probably a, a touch of luck in that she'll need the passing lane with momentum, but she's a very talented filly, this one. Went around in the Queensland Oaks in the winter and uh, loomed up pretty strongly in that race just... Uh, peaked on the run over the latter stages but she's come back in really good order and just needs the right rub of the green today and she'll be winning that race as well race seven horse eight madrigal so six
2: one seven eight madrigal's price is two dollars and 90 cents and just back to the dollar 75 she's a cracker race six one so that's albion park this afternoon anything on saturday night that you fancy there darren at albion park yeah,
3: there's one in the Mare's race which comes up as race number six and it's horse number two, Mademoiselle Jujon for Grant Dixon. It um, was a tough run last week, had to sit outside the leader and um, only sort of wilted in the, in the last little bit, did all the work and was still punching on. The start prior, finished second against all comers, so extra it was runner-up to in that race, so extra we'll see go around in race one in a much stronger field. Um, she gets back to her mayor's grade and I can see her working to the front here and off the front end, she'd be really hard to stop. So race six, horse two, Mademoiselle Dujon.
2: Right, race six, number two for the Dixon Stable. Yeah. And that's about it, um, six-two tomorrow night. Sorry, what was that? I said that's about it at the moment, six-two, just the one you're keen on there.
3: Yeah, uh, the other there is another one in race three. Horse number nine, Alta Revelry. This guy is an off-tempo horse, and there's a front line, absolutely bursting with speed and pressure and tempo. So he's going to get every opportunity to swoop home over the top. There, Alta Revelry. That was how he won three starts back, three or four runs back. That was how uh, he just descended on them off a of hot tempo. Um, like I say, front line there in that race tomorrow night, race three absolutely jam-packed, horse four big skewy Um, I've gone through a few stats last time he went out he ran the quickest or put the pressure on in the fastest ever um, opening half over a 2100 metre race at Albion Park in the past seven years, possibly ever, I've only got data that goes back seven years so uh, he held on for third for that, if he goes out and throws that type of heat down again well the swoopers are going to be right in that race
2: All right, so just repeat those at
3: Albion Park tomorrow night for us. Race three, horse nine, Alta Revelry. Race six, horse two, Mademoiselle Dujon.
2: You know what's interesting? I'm just looking at this latest uh, Inter-Dominion final market with Tab, of course, the 16th of December. Leap to fame was $1.80 yesterday. I noticed these horses are are shortening dramatically. This horse that um, uh, Ryan Spice mentioned, he's keen on Menangle tomorrow night. Hi, my name is Jeff, is now third favourite. And uh, rock and roll too is shortened up as well. Seven fifty. So, hi, my name is Jeff. Seven fifty.
3: Yeah, that's a really interesting one, Steve, yeah. Because um, Adam Hamilton um, ran a story last week where he interviewed the owner of Hi, my name is Jeff. Michael Boots. Now, um, he's really kicked off in Australia as oh, I love owner. It. Boots in kicked years. off. You love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> he's he's um, he's got in the stories uh, quoted 212 horses I think it is in work currently with 41 different trainers around Australia so um, plus he's got a couple in New Zealand as well so um, he is the owner of Hi My Name is Jeff and he was quoted in that article that Adam Hamilton wrote last week that the horse won't be coming for the series so I find that interesting that he's firmed in the market Um, Was was that prior
2: to the Swayze news that Swayze, you know, might have just taken a while to get over New Zealand? Because they are stable mates, of course, aren't they?
3: Yeah, they are. Um, But I think it was uh, ran side by side like it was known. The horse contested the Victoria Cup. They were keen to get it into the Victoria Cup back in October. It managed to get a run and didn't perform anywhere near expectations. And they came out and said the horse can't handle... Uh, a one thousand meter track, which Melton is, which of course Albion Park is, and and that's what he has said in the story that um, the horse just does not handle the smaller tracks. He'll be kept to racing at the fourteen hundred meter Menangle circuit. So, yeah, I, I find that an interesting one mm. that it has firmed in the market off the back of that uh, that story.
2: Yeah, geez, he flew around Menangle last start. He crossed from an outside gate, led, and gave nothing a look in.
3: Yeah, so he's um he's obviously plenty of ability, plenty of speed uh, just being able to maintain it I guess um, I know he had suffered some uh, injuries earlier in his career so um, how he could get through a, a three runs in a week might be a, a little bit of a telling tale as well if um, if he can nurse those injuries through those three runs in seven days. Yeah, that was
2: the Nick Robin free-for-all too that that horse won. My name is Jeff Last Start and of course we all remember Nick Roben worked for Sky, uh, Channel Sky Racing for such a, a long period of time um, and he passed of course uh, suddenly uh, all those years ago. A very young man as well, uh, Nick Robin.
3: Yeah, he was certainly a, a good judge of a horse too Nick and um, loved his loved his trotters and Um, loved his harness all around so um, I think they also have another race uh, for the Trotters named in his honour as well but yeah very knowledgeable guy was Nick and um, it's good to see the the New South Wales club sort of um, allow his legacy to live on with the naming of that race.
2: Yeah thanks for joining us Darren.
3: No worries at all Steve.